You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 423. Just sit there and listen. And too many times we try to be the show or we try to sell the benefits when it's like they don't need to hear the benefits. They just need to be heard. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here at Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I'll be hosting today's episode where we are going to talk about how to simply find deeply discounted properties in your market. I'm talking about properties that you can get 40, 50, 60 cents on the dollar that you can then turn for huge profits. And what we do on this podcast is it's not us sharing our story of how we're finding it, but individuals throughout this great nation, many of them are students that are going through a coaching program that are just getting out there and being rock star rhinos, charging through anything and just making sure that they go out and take massive imperfect action and lead them to their deals. And today we have Shamisia Lee from Mississippi, who's going to be sharing her story with you guys of how she just recently did a deal that completely changed her life and ultimately is already changing her perspective of what her future is going to be like. And so without sharing any much more about the deal or anything else, I'm going to bring on Shamisia so she can share it right with you guys right now. So get out a piece of paper, get out a pen, jot down the gold nuggets that she's going to be sharing with you so that you can get out there and start taking massive imperfect action yourself to get your first deal. So Shamisia, how in the heck are you doing? I am amazing. How are you, Cody? You are amazing. And you need to hear that (laughs) often because you are amazing. You are doing some incredible things. Here you have been a tribe member for maybe five months. And we're not going to share how big this deal is, but it's a big deal. And you're going to be sharing step-by-step how you did it. So first and foremost, before we get to the actual deal... Let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you and what got you into real estate in the first place. Okay, so I um, just started actually in corporate about seven months ago. So I just graduated college actually in 2018. And between starting in corporate and college, I spent a year in China. And of course, this was pre-everything that's going on right now, which is, you know, the pandemic that we're battling right now. Yeah. But I spent a year in China and I saw, you know, you know, just a lot being out there. I saw a lot of people who were entrepreneurs, a lot of people who were just doing huge things and not just people who were local to the area that I was in, which was Shanghai, but also, you know, foreigners, you know, doing huge things. And so when I came back home in July, I was like, you know, researching as much as possible, just really about financial freedom. Then I drifted off into real estate because everybody that I found, you know, that's how they kind of got their wealth. I think this is crucial point, Shamisi. You're saying something that I learned much like you at the beginning. When you said 
Like for me, it was that financial freedom. Like you, when you said this, I'm like, right. man, did she read my buy? Like this is like my story right here. Like I love this. So you're looking at financial freedom. You start reading into it, and you realize many of the people that talk about financial freedom are tied to real estate, and that's exactly what I found, which I thought was absolutely unique. But keep going. I didn't. I didn't want to slow you down too much, but I was like, <laughs> man, this is this is like my path. You're like talking my path. I'm like, how do I get financial free? Oh, real estate. Let's go. Yeah. And I mean, I think I did what everyone would do. You go down the rabbit hole of YouTube and I found an interview. <laughs> I think everyone has seen this interview on The Breakfast Club. I believe uh, Mark went and he talked about wholesaling. Yep. And so I just did not understand it. And so I thought about it and I called my brother-in-law and said, hey, you know, what's that thing that you said you were doing in real estate? And it was the same thing. And so, I mean, from then on, it was just, you know, just history because, you know, I learned all that I could about wholesaling. How much were you like stuck at like YouTube University before like saying, hey, I'm going to find a mentor and do this? Like how long was that process? That's a great question because I love timeline. So it was August, I think, that I really just dedicated, I mean, hours every day to just learn it. I remember I had my little notebook and I was writing down all, all of these notes. Um, and then I tried to do some things on my own in October and I was like, okay, this is just not working out. I need to be held accountable. <laughs> so November is when I decided, I mean, I listened to every podcast of Wholesome and Inc. And I mean, if you listen to everyone, eventually you're not reluctant and you're just like, hey, I'm just going to do this. And November is when it happened. Awesome. And here we are a few short months <laughs> later on the podcast. You're going to hear a victory bell rang for you here in the near future. And here we are talking about a deal. Like, I remember the first time I was just like, so everyone understands, I was a student much like you that went through the course before me and Tom became business partners. And I will tell you, I remember when I got on the podcast, I was like, what in the heck? I remember listening to the podcast and here I am sharing my story. Like, what? I was like pinching myself. What is this going all like full circle. What is this for you? Oh my goodness. It's really unbelievable because I think I had doubts that everyone had like, oh, this has worked for all of the you know hundreds of people that you've, hear their, you've heard their stories, but I don't think it's going to work for me. But it's like, you know what? So when it happened, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just as capable. I can do this and not only do it, but, you know, do it well. And in the meantime, help, you know, as many individuals as, as possible. So, I mean, it was life changing. And also it, would, it put things into perspective of what you can do when you put your mind to it. And also how money doesn't have to be strictly proportional to the time that you, you put in. I mean, it is, of course, you need to put in the time and the effort, but, you know, not this hour will give you this many dollars. So it, it really put things into perspective and how many minutes excited. <laughs> wow. It's so well said. Shamisi, I'm super excited for everyone to now hear this story. So this got you into real estate. And now we're going to break down and deep dive this deal that you just recently did that just like gives me, I, I was looking at my arm just now and it just got chills because I'm sitting here thinking, I can't <laughs> wait for them to hear this whole entire story. So let's break it down from the beginning and help them much like many people, maybe you listen to on the podcast, like, oh man, that inspired me to get out there and take action. And I just have no doubt your story is going to do the same today. It's going to inspire people and motivate people to get out there and take action. So super excited. Let's break it down from the beginning. How did you come across this deal in the first place? How did you come across this lead? What was the marketing channel you were doing? And maybe what list you were using? So the marketing channel was direct mail. 
Mm-hmm. And so this deal came from tax delinquent. And so, um, you know, of course, you go to the courthouse and you, you get the list from the courthouse. And mm-hmm. I mean, it took me such a long time to scrub this list because... I went to the courthouse, you know, I marched up there and I was, I was so confident and I walked away with 239 pages of just stuff that I didn't know what it was. Holy (laughs) smokes. When you got this, were you like, man, I didn't realize I needed a binder to take this stuff home. Oh my goodness. You don't even know. And I was like, okay, so now what am I going to (laughs) do? You know, put it in electronic form. So that, that took about, I mean, it was hard work. It took maybe 20 hours to do so. Wow. You know, at that point, I was just so excited. You know, my thought was to get a VA to help scrub it, but I just wanted it to be done as quickly as possible. And so, I mean, I just, I just charged through. <laughs> wow. So you get this list put together and you said you did it through direct mail. So you send over the digital version of this list over to the mail house and you start sending out mail. What took place? Like, how long into this mailing did this particular phone call take place? So um, I sent out the mailing on Valentine's Day, so February 14th, uh-huh. of course, and I got the call on February the 21st. Holy so, smoke. You like know all the dates. This is like fantastic. <laughs> you just like, well, it's like a week later. Yeah, like a week, maybe two weeks later. This is like, no, I sent out mail February 14th and this one came in on February what, 21st, did you say? Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to break it down because I remember how I was when I first started. I, I would go, I would just scroll through all the podcasts on Wholesale and Inc. And I would look for the ones that are like, oh, so-and-so got their first deal. And I would just listen. And so I wanted to be able to break it down because, I mean, it's unbelievable that now, you know, I'm that person for somebody who's just started. So I wanted to yeah. go Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So the call comes in on the 21st. What did it sound like? Was this something that took time to really understand if they really wanted to sell their home? Or is this something right out of the gates? You're like, wow, this is something that could be motivated. Yeah, it was right out of the gates. And that's what scared me because, you know, you hear often, and I think this is so true, that it takes a while. You know, it may take seven times of talking to the seller for it to actually be, you know, you get that contract. But this was like, you know, I need to do this now. And the reason was because the home was actually going into foreclosure. So, you know, I think the foreclosure date was set for like March 12th Mm -hmm. or the 15th. And so, you know, we didn't really have a lot of time and so, you know, if, if the seller wasn't motivated enough, that day is what is what made them, you know, motivated. And so, yeah. It and do you feel like you fast. felt like a little bit of the pressure, like, oh, my goodness, I'm at the beginning stages. Oh, my gosh. Like, am I giving me know how to do this? Am I going to be able to facilitate this fast enough? Am I going to like, did you feel almost like the stress or a little bit overwhelmed thinking, oh, no, like this is my first deal. I hope I can do this right. Oh, I was so stressed, not only because, you know, it was my first deal, but this is a really crucial situation because we were working with time where if we didn't get this done quickly, then the the seller was going to be affected. But I believe, you know, that I could do it. I put a lot of faith into, of course, wholesaling ink and also uh, my local mentor here, which I'll uh, just say is a member of the tribe, Robert Anthony, and he helped me so much. He Um, is a great dude. So... Bob Anthony is in your market, you say? Yes, he is. Oh, he's awesome. And he's doing just a ton of deals too, by the way. So this probably gives you a lot of hope working side by side with him. Oh my goodness. And he has just provided so much support. And you know, the only thing he said to me is all you have to do is pay it for it. And it just made me so excited that somebody was willing to pour into you. And then of course, because of that, I'm going to pour into anybody that I can. So 
Do you it's, it's feel like part of the tribe? Yeah, as I say, do you feel like it's not just like I want to give credit where credit's due. I think so many times it's it's like thank you guys wholesaling ink, but it's like <laughs> this is a specific scenario where I want to highlight. I think it's more crucial about the community, like the tribe, how crucial it is that you're tapped into like-minded individuals and you'll realize a ton of strength comes from just being involved in the same course or the same, whatever it is you like to do, that you surround yourself with people that are like-minded. And I believe that's the beauty of the tribe, the community. And I love that here we are talking about just another student, just Bob Antony that that just stepped up and here's the community, the tribe, and this has been an incredible resource for you. So keep going, keep going. Speaking with the seller, you know, they had already previously met with another investor. And so that just put things in perspective as well because the investors they met with, I guess he didn't build that rapport. Yeah. And so I had heard that from the podcast. Like, oh, you know, the seller, they met with someone else, but they decided to sign the contract with me because, you know, we had that rapport built. And so that's when I realized, yeah, it is is important to build that rapport even before you start talking about the house because, you know, the seller wants to feel comfortable. No matter how motivated a seller is, they still want to feel comfortable with who they're doing business with. Tell me, Shamisi, I think this is a good thing to talk about. I love that you brought up building rapport. And I think for most part, we understand what that means, but in a granular level, like, Help us understand what exactly that looked like to build rapport. Because I think we hear the word a lot, like build rapport. And so in our mind, we're like, oh, cool, we just got to connect. But what specifically did you do to connect or to build rapport? So, so when I went to the house and met with the seller, you know, the first thing, the first thing you really have to do is to say, oh, you know, can we sit on the couch and just talk for, for a second? And so that's what I did. We sat down and we talked. They had a dog. So I got to know the dog. And, you know, <laughs> the seller, um, it's an interesting story because the seller was actually, her son had power of attorney. And so when I say the seller, I say he, but actually it's his mom who was selling the home, but um, she was sick. And so her son had power of attorney, so I spoke with him mostly. And so, you know, just sitting down and speaking with them, asking them about, you know, family, asking, you know, just and just listening, really. I mean, I didn't even have to, to ask too many questions for the sellers to just pour out everything that they were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just sitting there and listening. And, you know, it's, it's not as hard as you would think because all they want someone to do is to listen. I mean, I could I could barely get a word in, to be honest, because you would be surprised if someone's going through you know, whatever they're going through, how much they just want to, you know, tell the story and to just have someone to just sit back and listen. So it's just easy. I that mean, is a to do is good listen. point, Shmisi. I love that you're sharing this, that it's almost like the whole verbiage, like God gave you two ears, one mouth, use them proportionately. <laughs> and it's like, just sit there and listen. And too many times we try to be the show or we try to sell the benefits when it's like, they don't need to hear the benefits. They just need to be heard. And you spent the time to just right. listen, listen, listen. And simply just doing that probably gave them this sense of just like, oh my gosh, like I could just open up my whole life to this person. This person's an awesome individual and you were that person. So, okay. So you go out there, you build rapport, you're listening to them. What took place from there? I mean, did you even have to look at the home or is this more of just like, it just all came together? What did it look like for you? So I spoke with them and we spoke probably for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so build a rapport like, before even talking about home. We're just building rapport for 30, 45 minutes before even looking at the home. Right. I love right. this. I love this. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and so then they were like, okay, you can go around it and take a look at the home. So 
you know, I took a look at the home, you know, took pictures and everything, uh, you know, just the formal process. But I mean, after that, it was still just about building that report because at, at that point we had already, you know, formed that, that trusting relationship. And so the seller, they still had doubts, even though they were, um, the house would be foreclosed on soon because they wanted to make sure that, that they were going to get the number that they wanted because they still had a balance on the mortgage. And so that was another challenge for me. Yeah. because I've seen a lot of deals where, you know, most of the time they own the home free and clear. So we, you know, had to get the payoff statement just to make sure that the seller knew that what, what they were going to get from the deal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, and so did you help yeah. them through that process? So here's a, here's like a doubt they had like, oh, I don't even know what I owe on it. So did you have to help them through that process so that you could just solve the problems right there on the spot? Or is this something that took like multiple visits? Yeah, so it took multiple visits because they were in contact with a foreclosing attorney that was, uh, you know, assigned to the case. And so it took multiple visits of saying, and, you know, I also, you know, I had to put pressure on the seller just to make sure that they were taken care of because sometimes, you know, you have to take the will. And that's one thing that Bob taught me also is that you have to take the will because sometimes, you know, if sellers are going through a lot, they'll procrastinate. And you, yeah. sometimes it's your duty to make sure that deal closes. Because even though they're maybe, you know, dealing with this, this problem, they'll still drag their feet. That's and right. So I have, you know, I had to put the pressure and say, you know, we have to make sure that this gets the title so that it can close, you know, for your benefit. So, so, so true. So you work through these, maybe what sound pretty easy to us, like, oh man, it's simple. Let's just call the mortgage company. Let's do this. Let's find the person that's working over your case. Let's start looking at the numbers, but can be really painful or stressful to the individual that owns the home. And so... You're helping them through this process, which again, just deepens your relationship and your connection with them. And was there any other big items that really had to take some place where you had to get in there and, and help them grab the wheel, like Bob said? Yes. And so in addition to that, the seller also didn't have, we realized that, well, the power of attorney, he didn't have a, an ID. So we had to make sure that, that he got his ID. And I also had to grab the wheel with that because at one point um, I hadn't heard from him maybe in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go visit the home and I found out that he was just under a lot of pressure. Yep. And instead of, you know, acting, he just kind of, you know, kind of let Tom pass. Yeah. And yeah. so it really took, it really took just saying, Hey, you know, go ahead and go up to the DMV, you know, <laughs> let's get everything moving so that we can close. Yeah. Yeah. So I want everyone listening to this podcast today to realize you have to hold their hands. They're going through stress. They're going through, like, not everyone you talk to, but in this particular case, when stress is high, sometimes they just want to, like, stop and shut down and just resort to, like, almost nothing because they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can even get this to the end. So it takes an incredible leader like Shamisia and, and for those of you that are wanting to do deals to step it up and help them. You want what's best for them. Had this individual just sat there, this person walks away with nothing. In fact, it could be worse. It could be where now it's hurting their credit or now it's hurting like bankruptcy. But no, Shemisius felt the obligation to step it up. Like, yes, it's been a couple of days. Now, mind you, I didn't ask your feelings going on. When you don't hear from someone in two days, you're probably like, oh no, like what's going on with the deal? <laughs> no, it's, it's more about the seller, you know, because you have to make sure that they're getting everything that they need out of this, which for them is just walking away with something and not losing their home to foreclosure. You know, yeah. of course, getting something out of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So ultimately, you help them through all this. And what were you able to put the home under contract for? 
So this one I put under contract for $51,358. Okay. Now, here's something interesting is the numbers. Is that because of the backside number of what they're going to need to walk away from the deal? Or was this like almost like a, a technique like I love uh, Chris Voss with Never Split the Difference? You almost have like a, an off ball, like an oddball number where it's like, oh, I can do 50,132 and 57 cents. Like, wow, that's pretty exact. He knows his numbers or she knows her numbers. Like, what was the number to get that kind of a number? What made you come up with that number? Yeah, so it's first just thinking about the seller and what they wanted. So because they had already met with another investor, they knew, you know, what they wanted to walk away with. But it was also from Chris Voss never split the difference. Holy smokes, it's both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was both of them. <laughs> This is awesome. I, just, I love this because not many people actually use the, the, like read the book, Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. But when you said this, I'm like, man, this sounds like too good to be true. I think she's read Chris Voss. <laughs> okay. So you put under contract at that price so that they can get to see those listening. What is a home that you put under contract at that price? What would it have been worth all fixed up so they can start to see the different uh, margins, like the different prices? So the home was probably worth in between one hundred and twenty to one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Okay, and it needed—I'm assuming repairs. This is not in perfect condition. This is something that was deferred maintenance, maybe a little ran down, needed some repairs. Yes, it did need repairs. Okay, so you put under contract for even more than fifty percent off because it needs it needs those repairs. But that gives people a perspective of of where we're at. So from there, what did you do? So from there, uh, you know, we locked it up, put it under contract, and then that's, you know, where we had to send it to title and just, you know, we had to work out some things because I wanted to make sure that the seller wasn't, you know, affected at all. So what I did was, as soon as it was sent to title, we spoke with the foreclosing attorney just to extend the date of the foreclosure. So we got about a week extension just so that, you know, I don't even think, I think we were probably maybe a day off or so, but I still wanted to make sure that we had that extra cushion just in case we ran into any other speed bumps. Yeah, I mean, which yeah. we did just with it being a mortgage still on the property, but you know, we were able to get through everything and, and we were able to close. Awesome. So. <laughs> so what took place? What were you able to sell this home for and be able to do for this property and this property owner for that matter? Yeah, so we were able to sell the home for seventy one five, and so there were a lot of buyers who were interested in the home. Um, so what I did is, of course, after getting a contract, just to back up a little bit, you know, I sent sent out the property to my cash buyers, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of people marketing the contract. Is that what you end up doing? Right, I'm marketing uh-huh. the contract, and uh-huh. so I sent out the contract to cash buyers and set an inspection for like the next. Monday. And so Mm -hmm. locked it up Friday, set an inspection for Monday, and I got a lot of interest. So when I finally locked it up, it was just at 71.5. 71.5. Now, when all said and done, so we can know the math behind this, what were you able to make on this deal? So I was able to make $19,952 on this one. Now, you know what's coming, Shemisia. This is this is like your time, girl. So get ready. I want you to put a huge smile on your face as you hear this because this is something that I am ringing for you. Not all the podcasts that you listen to, but this, my friend, is for you today. So here we go. Oh, my goodness. Let's do it again. Oh, you do not know how good that feels. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Just from our weekly calls that we're on, just on our coach calls and stuff, 
whenever you've been on, I'm just like, you just always have a huge smile on your face. You're just always doing, you're always doing, you're always doing, you're always taking action. And I've always loved this. I've loved this from the beginning of just watching you on our group calls. And it's been amazing to see. And here we are in a reality situation, talking on a podcast. And it's like, it's no longer faith. It's now fact. And what does this do for you moving forward? Here you have done this first deal. You did over $19,000, which is absolutely incredible. What does this do for you moving forward? Oh my goodness. It just, it changes everything. And first, you know, it makes you know that it's possible. It's possible that you can do it one time and it's going to happen again as long as you're consistent. Um, And also, you know, it just gets me closer to my goal. So I would love to go full time in real estate. Uh And so it gets me closer to that because of course we all need Christian right before we just, you know, cut the rope. But, that um, is fantastic. You know, I, I sit there. We were joking before this podcast started. It's like wholesaling ink, taking out corporate America <laughs> one person at a time as they realize real estate is incredible. And <laughs> here you are doing this, which I think is awesome. And now you're looking at your own future. You're looking at what you can do with your future. Not have to worry about corporate America here in the near future, but that you just get to take it all in control you're going all in on yourself. We always call it going to the casino of life and going all in on you because at the end of the day, you are your greatest investment. And this is a perfect story of exactly that. So I want to thank you so much for being on this. But before we go, we always have to have the two questions. So learning, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently? Honestly, if anything, I think just, you know, going big. And I say that meaning, you know, once you start this, you're, you're kind of nervous of what what's going to come. Okay, is this going to work? How is this going to work? And so I think if I were, I don't know if I would change anything, but I would just, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would just go bigger because the bigger you go, the quicker you see results. I mean, the quicker you can say that I did it. And so I think my process, it, it went the way that it was supposed to go. You know, I, I learned so much along the way and I made mistakes, of course, but yeah, just to go bigger because you can never, you can never go too big. Well, well, you can, but you know, <laughs> within your comfort zone, you can never go too big. And so I guess that's what I would say is to just, oh, I know, love that. I think of just a question that ties into this. Someone always says, how long will it take for me to do your deal? Like how long will it right. take for me to do my first deal? And I'm sitting there thinking the better question is how many will it take for me to do my first deal? Meaning exactly. instead of tying a time to it, how many actions you're going to take to get a deal. And so it's like, how many times, instead of how long will it take, it's how many times will, am I willing to do something to go out and get a deal? Because some people, it's quick. Some people, it's it could be random. It doesn't happen like this. So please, when I say this, please, this is not normal. But we've had people take so much action and come across and, and line up like the, the perfect things in life and did a deal seven days into just starting. And then there's some people in their 20s, 50 days, 100 days, four months, five months. It can be all over. But the point is, just like you said, it's go big, play big, get out there and be willing to do it many times versus go on one appointment a month. Yeah, it could take a long time. But if you're willing to go on an appointment every single day, yeah, you're going you're gonna to cut down that learning curve and you're going to get that deal a lot quicker. It's all about how many times and not how long. You can be given the exact same time, but the person that makes more attempts is going to simply get deals faster. So awesome point. What about a book? What's something that you've read recently that you would like to share with the audience that has been game-changing for you? 
And I tried to think about this and not say this because everyone has said this, but just for everyone, this will be my PSA for those who have not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You have to read it. It will change mindset. Um, and so I'll just, you know, keep it simple and stick with stick with the first thing that came to mind. I love it. And I think that's a classic. And I don't think you should feel bad about saying something that a lot of people say, because that is a great book. And it's great <laughs> for the mindset. It's been incredible. In fact, that's why I was like, you went further than me. You graduated college. I was like, uh-uh, this is not for me. Like, <laughs> because of that book, I was like, okay, there is another road. You mean I don't have to go to college? And I was like, yes, this is my guy. Like, let's go. So yes. great, great book. I love that book. And Shamisia, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I know there's so many people listening to this that are like, oh, it was just refreshing. It was just inspiring. It was motivating. But to those listening today, you got to remember, you have to act on this inspiration. You got to act on this motivation that you received today from Shamisia. You have to act because just simply listening doesn't do it for you. Won't get you any closer to your deal. It's your actions that are going to get you closer to your deal. So she has shared so much knowledge, so much value today. You just need to get out there and simply start acting upon what she has shared. And those feelings that you felt, those promptings you felt, that inspiration you felt, the things you wrote down, I need you to act on them today. Not tomorrow, but today. So Shamisa, thank you so much for sharing and adding so much value to our listeners' lives today. Thank you, Cody. Okay, Rhino Nation, what an incredible, incredible podcast. One that you're going to want to listen to over and over again. And if you guys need help building your wholesaling business, your real estate business, head on over to wholesalinginc.com where you can fill out a short questionnaire, get on the phone with our team, and begin to have the conversation to see if this really is a fit for you. And if so, Let's get you in the tribe and let's get you well on your way to doing your first deal in real estate. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.